Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST. And up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. My name is Ashley, and I am planning my own unconventional budget micro-wedding in the middle of a pandemic. If you don't feel represented in mainstream wedding media, if you haven't been dreaming about your wedding day since you were six years old, and if you don't want to have an Instagram wedding, then you are in the right place. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast doing another episode all about my wedding. And I hope these episodes are helpful. It's been, um, well, it's been super helpful for me just to be able to sort of process my own wedding and break things down. But I also think it's kind of helpful for listeners. I know when I was planning my wedding, I loved to listen to podcasts that talk to like real life brides after the fact. So, you know, all the things you are planning and hoping for to actually see like what, what worked, what didn't, what you wish you would have done. And today's episode, what you regret. So I've done quite a few wedding regret episodes on the podcast so far, and they've all been based on other uh, couples, mostly brides, regrets. And I sort of gave my take on like, oh yeah, you know, that is a terrible regret or oh, that's not so bad and here's how to avoid it. But today's is special because these are all my regrets from my own wedding. So before I jump into these, um, I want to say, of course, off the top, I uh, loved our wedding day. We had an absolutely amazing day. And even if I could go back, like if I could snap my fingers and redo the whole thing, I don't think I would. Um, I, I knew the day was never going to be perfect and that there were always going to be little things that would go wrong. But overall, love the day so much. And more importantly, love my husband and our marriage and our relationship and all our friends and family so much. And I love that we have this like beautiful memory of our wedding day. Um, and can honestly say like, it's exactly, you know, what I wanted. Um, so when I say regrets here, that that's a strong word. And I'll be honest, I'm probably using it in more of like the colloquial, casual sense of like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, I regret oh, big regrets. Um, but not like, oh, my goodness, I need to redo the wedding. Like, it was so horrible. Like, you know, I wake up every 
morning thinking about this list of regrets. It's certainly not that. Um, But I did want to share these regrets with you to partly get them off my chest, but also to help you avoid them. Because I think a lot of these are like really simple little easy mistakes that maybe you've heard before, or maybe you haven't. And um, hopefully hearing them from me and some of my advice on these uh, regrets and mistakes will help you to avoid them for your own wedding. Okay, so Jumping right in, regret number one, I regret that we didn't have more time. So you'll hear this all the time that um, like your wedding day goes by in, in a flash, it feels so quick, like you have no idea where the time goes. And I had heard that a lot too. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. not going to happen to us. We're having such a small wedding. You know, there's only 20 guests. We're spending the whole day together. Um, but it totally happened. <laughs> so the day started off pretty relaxing. You know, we had breakfast together. We went and did like one errand. We had to pick up some donuts. We had lunch together. I went off and got my hair and makeup done. And then as soon as I got back from my hair and makeup, which was probably like three o'clock, um, like time just went on like warp speed. Like it was like 1.75 speed or something like that. And the day totally got away from us. And I felt so rushed as we were getting ready and taking photos. And we were, you know, a little bit late showing up for our ceremony. And um, even though I was, you know, really exhausted throughout the reception, it did still feel very quick. Um, And I wish I wish I had felt uh, less exhausted. And I wish I had had a bit more time, especially in that getting ready part, you know, I wanted that to be a little bit more peaceful, I wanted to have, um, just a little bit less like chaotic energy happening as we were getting ready. I wanted to be a little bit more intentional about like, okay, like, you know, I'm putting on this special necklace or I'm just taking a minute to like sit with my soon to be husband and hold hands and not be rushing off uh, to things and, you know, taking photos and seeing our guests arrive and knowing like, oh crap, that means we're already supposed to be there. Um, Little things like that. We weren't like horribly late. We were probably like 15 minutes late or something like that, Um, but it did feel rushed. So that's definitely a regret that we didn't have a little bit more time you slow things down. So my advice is very obviously just build in so much more time than you think. I had even put in our schedule like a half hour for, um, you know, for as a break for when we arrive at the ceremony space. I had put in like a whole half hour of time for us to just like chill, you know, get a drink of water, go to the bathroom, relax, get ready to go. And that was magically absorbed into the day. And I'd given us an entire hour to just literally put on our clothes. Like we already had, you know, hair and makeup done. Um, And that, again, got completely (laughs) absorbed magically into the day. So build in so much more time than you need. Regret number two is I regret not planning for water and snacks. So this sort of uh, goes with regret number one in that if I had, you know, had a bit more time, maybe I could have done something on the fly. Um, and this also makes me sound like a small child, like not planning my my water and snacks, but it's so true. Um, once things started going, you know, with getting ready, with the photos, with the ceremony, there was like no time to stop for a snack break, to get a sip of water. I think I did run to the bathroom um, very quickly. But there was just no time. I felt like we were running late and you're rushing everywhere. And it sucked because um, my, my poor husband, he was, he was kind of nervous um, during lunch. So he didn't eat very much. And then we find ourselves at like, you know, five o'clock, 530, just before the ceremony. And he is so hungry. He thinks he's going to pass out because he hasn't eaten really since breakfast. Um, so we ended up grabbing one of the donuts that we were going to serve for dessert just because they were there and they were easy and they were ready. So he's like shoving a donut <laughs> in his face. <laughs> 
like a minute before we go to the ceremony. I really wanted to get a drink of water, but I couldn't find like where we were in the ceremony space. There were no cups. So we had a sink, but there were no cups. And I'm usually not above just like sticking my head underneath the faucet. Um, but of course I had my hair and makeup done. So I didn't want to <laughs> lean under the faucet or like scoop water in my hands or anything like that. So I was so thirsty and it was very difficult going into the ceremony knowing that I would need to say my vows. And I just had like the driest mouth ever because I was so <laughs> thirsty. So my advice to you is, of course, build in more time to your schedule so you do have time to actually take a break, have a snack, get some water. I also think it'd be really helpful to have someone on like water or snack duty, whether that's your wedding planner, wedding coordinator, a person in your wedding party, um, someone who can just like always, you know, check in with you, make sure you have water or a snack and can get you one really quickly, make sure that you're eating and staying hydrated uh, all throughout the day, but especially in those rushed times of like getting ready, taking photos, going to the ceremony. And even for myself, you know, we didn't really have a wedding party or well, we didn't have a wedding party at all. We didn't have a wedding coordinator or anything like like that. I wish I had thought to like preset a bottle of water in our ceremony space. It would have been so easy just to like hide a bottle of water somewhere. And I wish I had thought to do that because that would have been so helpful <laughs> on the day of. Regret number three is I regret not having someone on dog duty. So as I shared in our uh, wedding wrap recap uh, podcast episode, we did have our dog with us. She was with us as we got ready. She was with us for all of our photos beforehand. And then we did put her um, just away in a room because we got married in a, in a private venue in a condo. So we did put her just away in a room during the ceremony only because we knew she'd be kind of like running around and wanting to get our attention and it might be kind of distracting. And then we uh, brought her out again during the reception and she was fine. Like it wasn't a traumatizing thing. Again, we only had 20 people in a home. So it'd be the same thing as like bringing your dog to like family party, like at Thanksgiving or Christmas or something like that. Um, so she was fine, but I think it was a little bit tough on her, uh, especially, you know, as we were taking photos there were a few times where we would like tie her to a tree and just sort of, we could see her still, but like we'd take some photos without her. Um, when we left her in the bedroom, I think she was a little bit anxious. I was like, hey, what's going on? Why am I being left here? And even when we did let her out into the reception space, um, I think it was a little bit overwhelming just having that many people and she wanted to be next to us and she was most chill like if, if I ever took a seat she would just literally she would sit on top of my dress and just like curl up and that's where she was happy and it was actually very cute and I wish we had this is another regret later but I wish we had gotten a photo of her like curled up sitting on my dress um but I think yeah it was just it was not like her best night you know like she would much prefer just to be sitting on a couch at home with us I don't think she really loves having that many people around and having to try to you know follow us and, and run around the place and figure out where we are um, and people kept, this is like a very specific grievance, this might not be applicable to your day, um, but people kept commenting about her in that like, oh, is she okay? Does she need to go outside? Did she get some water? Did she get some food? Oh, pick her up, pick her up. And it's like, okay, calm down. Like I've had this dog for five years. I know her. Of course, I made sure she has water and she has food. Of course, I know when she needs to go to the bathroom. Um, and especially, it really bothered me during the speeches. Um, I shared again in our wedding recap episode that my dad gave just like the most beautiful, heartbreaking, touching speech. He sang during it. And during that moment when, you know, my dad is literally singing to me and I'm crying, all I can hear behind me is people being pick up the dog pick up the dog and I just want to turn around and be like shut up my dad is my dad is pouring his heart out singing a song he used to sing to me when I was a baby my dog is fine like shut up <laughs> sorry this is such a specific grievance I hope you are laughing along with me and not thinking that I have lost my mind um but all in all I wish we had just had a better plan for our dog 
Um, I think in an ideal world, she would join us for the photos just because she's so cute. And we got some of our photos back last night. And I love, love, love the ones of her. Um, she would join us for the photos. And then I think somebody like in an ideal world, somebody picks her up and brings her back home and makes sure she like, you know, gets water and food and sits with her and does another walk with her. Um, and we had thought about, you know, hiring someone to do that. It was just seemed like it was going to be so much trouble to try to coordinate somebody coming to get her, um, you know, dropping her off at our hotel. And then when we got back to the hotel at like midnight, we'd still have to take her out on another walk, which just seemed awful. Um, so it was fine the way we did it. But I think, yeah, in an ideal world, if I could go back, <laughs> I would have um, liked to hire someone or just have somebody else whose job it was like, hey, you know, this is the dog is your responsibility today. Please take care of them. Please make sure they're fine sort of thing. Um, and advice to you, if you do have a dog or a pet that you're involving in your wedding, make sure that the plan works best for your dog. So like I said, this was not my dog's like dream way to spend a day. And I know a lot of people um, have dogs who struggle with like anxiety or crowds or other people um, who really would not do well in a wedding. You know, ours was just 20 guests uh, in a home environment. So it was fine. But if you're getting married with, you know, hundreds of people, that might not be something that your dog is super comfortable with. So make sure whatever your plan is for the day, that it works best for your dog. Um, and like I said, you can always have them just involved in the photos and then hire someone to come pick them up and bring them home. Or you take photos with them, you know, another day you get dressed up again, whatever it is. But I think most dogs uh, will struggle with actually being a part of a wedding ceremony and reception, especially if you do have hundreds of people. Um, and that's, you know, not even thinking about does your venue allow for dogs? <laughs> um, there's lots of concerns. And I might do a whole episode on like dogs and weddings um, if there's any interest, but definitely something to think about. All right, regret number four. I regret not being energized enough for the reception. Um, I am a very introverted person, which you might not have guessed from the fact that I talk um, so much in this podcast, but I talk to myself because I'm so introverted. So for me, I was so exhausted going into the reception because it had just been like I'd already had, you know, a full day. Um, I was doing all the getting ready stuff. We had done, you know, an hour of portraits. We had just done our ceremony, very emotional. We had done our first dance. We had done our parent dance. We had taken all of these group photos. Like my cheeks were burning from all the smiling. And then I had to go into the reception and I was just like, like, I literally said it out loud when we took our final like group photo. I was like, can I go home? Like I am, <laughs> I am loving this day. I'm loving all these people, but I'm so tired. And it was very hard for me to, um, be, energized during the reception. And I, and I think I, I wasn't. And I, I kind of regret that because um, I feel like there were moments that I could have taken advantage of and that I sort of missed out on because I was so low energy. Like there were times when I, you know, like at one point I went in to go check on our dog and I really, like I sat there for a few minutes longer than I probably should have, but I just needed it. Like I needed that refresh. Um, there was times like some of my in-laws were taking photos together. I wish I had been more energetic and been able to jump into those. Um, some people I wish, you know, I'd spent more time talking to though. Again, I did get to talk with everyone. Um, so all this to say, I wish I had had more energy. I wish I had been more aware of what my energy levels were going to be like, but I don't know. I don't know what the advice is here. Cause I don't really know how you fix this situation. Um, I think being aware of the fact, like just know yourself, know what your energy levels are like, know if you are an introverted or extroverted person, um, try to build in some short breaks, times for you to re-energize, whether that's like downing a coffee or a Red Bull or something like that, or, 
um, you know, taking a few minutes, going into the room where your dog is or something like that, having some time for yourself. But then you you get that FOMO feeling as well, right? Of like, oh my God, I can't be in here hanging out with the dog. My wedding reception's happening. I want to make the most of it. So it's really finding that um, fine line between, you know, not overly exhausting yourself, but also making the most of the moment, um, celebrating with your people and giving yourself grace. I think I'm, I'm coming to this part of this regret now that, you know, it's okay that I wasn't super high energy during my reception. It's okay that I didn't take a photo with every single person during the reception and I wasn't involved in every single conversation. And that I'm so glad we designed the day the way we did because it really did suit our introverted personalities. Like only having 20 guests, um, having, you know, a evening ceremony and reception, making it very chill, um, you know, no big to do's, sort of limiting um, portrait times and things like that. We did our best, I think, to make it as introvert friendly as possible. Um, but it was still it was still just a lot. And I think, yeah, the only advice I would say is just just know yourself, know what gives you energy, what drains you, try to build in some times of re-energizing or taking breaks, give yourself a lot of grace and make the most of it sort of however your energy happens to, to be on the day, make the most of it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Regret number five. And let it... Let me just say, these regrets are completely in random order, not in order of what I regret the most, what I regret the least, not even in order of the day. I'm kind of bouncing around here. Um, but regret number five is I regret not recording our dances and our thank you speech. So what we did is we didn't have a videographer. And I actually, actually don't regret not getting a videographer if that grammatically makes sense. I am okay with the fact that we didn't have a videographer. I know that is a huge common regret that people have uh, for their weddings. They're like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I didn't get a videographer. And I think the reason I'm okay with it is because we did do a live stream and I have that recording. So we did record our ceremony um, and the way we set up our live stream worked out so well for us. We used um, a tripod and a mic. We had Zoom, we had YouTube. It was super easy. If you are considering a live stream or some other option because you can't afford a videographer, but you do want to have some video of your day, I highly recommend you head back and check out that episode I did all about live streaming your wedding. Um, I think I give some really good tips and honestly, it worked out so well for us. It was like exactly what we wanted it to be. Um, so we had that recorded and we also recorded the speeches that our guests gave. So I'm so glad we have those. If I could only record two parts of the day, those would be it. But I kind of wish we had kept 
the uh, Zoom going or just, you know, recorded it for ourselves, the dances, so our first dance and then our dance with our parents, as well as the thank you speech that we gave to everyone. Um, and I think they would have been kind of hilarious. Like, I'm sure the dances would have been really embarrassing. There was a spin my husband tried to get me to do that we had practiced and it went well in practice. And then I totally uh, butchered it on the actual day. Um, and even our speech, you know, like it was just the two of us talking. I don't really need that recorded. Um, but I think it would have been nice to have those moments recorded. And it might have been nice too to keep the live stream going because we did go straight from our ceremony into the dances. I think it might have been nice to keep the live stream going so our guests could see um, the new space because we did move up to the rooftop for our dances. And I think that would have been really cool for people to see. And I know there are some guests who would have been like, oh my God, turn it off. Like, why do we have to watch you dance? Um, but that was the the genius part of us streaming from Zoom onto YouTube because we couldn't tell. Like people could leave and it would be totally fine. You just, you know, close your browser. No big deal. It's a, you know, a one-way stream. Um, but I think there would have been some guests, like, you know, some of my aunts and uncles and grandparents and things like that who really would have loved to watch that part. So I kind of wish we had kept the live stream going. But all in all, um, I am glad we decided to live stream the ceremony and record the guest speeches and that we have those to watch. Um, and I'm glad we didn't spend the money on the videographer because I think for us, it would not have been worth it to put uh, thousands of dollars into that. So my advice here is in order to have no regrets is just to know what parts of your day are most important for you to capture. Um, so I know a lot of people do regret not getting a videographer. So if the options are like record nothing or get a videographer, maybe you do want to get one if that is important for you to capture. Um, but if you don't have the budget, know that there are tons of options just, just with a cell phone, right? Like you can literally set up a cell phone at the back of the room. I would suggest at least splurging on like a $20 tripod off Amazon so you don't get that like shaky cam thing of somebody holding your phone. Um, and if you want to also get a mic for like $20 on Amazon, that really helps too. Uh, and that can be it. You don't have to do the full live stream if you don't want to. You don't have to hire some professional. You can totally set it up yourself and it's not going to be the best quality. But if you just want like a little reminder of your day that you can watch back, I think that's a great way to do it. Regret number six is I regret not having a cell phone photo of me and my husband on our wedding day. So <laughs> the only photo we have of the two of us on our wedding day, um, outside of the professional shots, is our officiant uh, asked the photographer to take a photo on her cell phone of the two of us, so me, my husband, and the officiant just before the ceremony. And it's a really cute shot. I really love it. Um, but like the day after our wedding, and actually the two weeks after our wedding in that whole time, that was the only photo we had of the two of us. I think there's also a blurry one of us like giving our speech, but we're like looking down at our paper. But the only one of us like smiling up at a camera is the two of us and our officiant. And I love our officiant so much. Um, but it was so weird that we like didn't have a photo of the two of us. <laughs> and this is not to say I do not regret asking people to put their phones away. I think that is so important doing the whole unplugged ceremony thing. It was so special to be able to just focus on my husband, to be able to see the smiling faces of all my friends and family, to know everyone was in the moment. And we have got our preview back from our photographer now about two and a half weeks later, and we'll have the full gallery, um, I think like four, four weeks, about a month from now. So we will get all those photos, but it was just strange have you know, the first like week or two after you're married, not actually having any photos of the two of you. Um, so so the advice here is uh, take a selfie, <laughs> do it. Take a selfie of you and your future spouse as you're getting ready or just, you know, between the ceremony and the reception, um, take a shot, 
take, well, take shots, whatever kind of shots you want during your reception, but like photos, like have photos taken on, you know, on cell phones, on the night of things that you can actually like look at the next morning, because you are going to want to look at those photos. And don't um, sacrifice your actual photographer's work in order to get these photos. Like, I don't think you should be telling your photographer to get out of the way so someone can take a photo on their cell phone or anything like that. But there are definitely times in the wedding day when you can take a quick uh, cell phone photo and be able to have that to look at before your professional photos are ready to go. Number seven, I regret my hairstyle. <laughs> so as I shared in our wedding recap episode, I got my hair curled and it probably took about an hour for them to curl my hair. I have a ton of hair. It's very thick. Um, I actually recently cut it all off. So I don't have so much anymore, but I did have a ton of hair on my wedding day. And yeah, it took an hour putting in all these curls, doing tons of hairspray. And within 10 minutes of me losing, leaving the salon, all of my curls had fallen out to the point where my hair was like stick straight by our ceremony. And it wasn't even an issue of like, um, you know, oh, the weather was so bad. You had no chance. Like the curls fell out while, while I was in the hotel room. So my hair struggles to hold a curl, but I think I don't know enough about hairstyling. Um, but I think just the way my hair was being curled was like not, uh, not long lasting. <laughs> so, um, I wish I had, um, gone with either a hairstylist who understood my hair a little bit better or could use the tools that would make sure that my curls would stay. Um, so my advice here is to do a hair and makeup trial. And I had intentionally not done one just because the salon I went to, um, you know, had great reviews. I loved the looks I saw online and I told myself I'm going to be super, uh, vocal during my actual hair and makeup. So if there's anything I don't like, I'm just going to tell them in the moment you know, we don't have to do the whole trial thing. And I awkwardly say like, Oh, actually, can we do my eyeshadow a bit lighter? Like I was just going to tell them in the moment. And I was pretty good about that. There was one point where she was, um, like coloring in my eyebrows and I thought it went a little bit too wide and I was sort of frowning about it and we made the change. Um, but the nice thing about a trial would have been uh, she would have done my hair exactly as, as she had on the day and I would have noticed that the curls fell out right away and then hopefully she would have had some other techniques for the curls to last because it's just kind of sad. Like I have no photos of my hair looking nice. Actually, I did take a selfie when I got back to see the selfie. It's a good choice. <laughs> I took a selfie when I got back to the hotel which was 30 seconds away from this lawn, like literally across the street. Um, so I have one photo of myself with like some curls and then every other photo, all the professional ones, my curls have like totally fallen out. So if you have the time and the money, I suggest a hair and makeup trial um, for, for things that you don't, you have, you didn't see that coming, right? Um, obviously not the end of the day. I think I still looked quite nice. So not a huge deal, but if I, if I could go back, I would definitely pay for the hair and makeup trial or just, just, really reiterate that my hair does not hold a curl and that we need some stronger tools. Regret number eight. I regret that my mom had to do so much. So the way that our wedding worked, we had it at my great aunt's condo, which my mom was sort of uh, like the coordinator of, I guess. She was staying there at the time. So she did a lot of the organization and it was very much a DIY wedding. Like she made some of the dishes for food. We had all the food ordered in. Um, you know, we bought some decor. We rented some decor. She set up a lot of the stuff. So it was very much DIY, very much 
um, family, like happened by sheer force of family. Um, and I loved that we got to make it so personal and we had so much say in it. I love that we could save money by doing so much ourselves. but I didn't love that on the day of the wedding, it really did feel like my mom was doing a lot. And we even did, we hired, you know, a server to sort of help out. But at the last minute, um, we switched from that server to someone else who I think my mom felt like she had to help more just because the new person like wasn't as familiar with what we were doing. And she was a friend of my mom. So I think it was a little bit awkward of like, okay, you don't really want to tell your friends to, you know, oh, can you go and take out the garbage or something like that? Um, so there were quite a few times during the wedding when I would look up and see my mom organizing something or cleaning something or talking to somebody or, you know, dealing with the garbage. And I kind of just wish she had been able to like sit back and relax. And I know that would have meant uh, hiring some sort of professional help. And I don't know that that would have worked for our wedding. Um, I'm sure if any wedding professionals are listening to this, you're like, yes, it would have. <laughs> um, so my advice would be if this is the situation you're in, uh, look into hiring a planner or a coordinator, or at least someone who can take that stress off of you, off of your friends, off of your family. Um, I'm not a wedding planner or coordinator, so I don't know how this would work when it comes to these DIY weddings. Like I assume for myself, I would still have a decent level of stress and a lot of spreadsheets and things like that. And it might just be one more person, like one more middle middle person that my mom would have to like give instructions to. Um, but I think it's worth reaching out to someone to see, hey, this is what we're dealing with. You know, I don't want it to be a stressful night for my mom. How can you help? Like, can you talk me through how you would be able to make this less stressful and see if that works for you? Because um, yeah, it's, it's kind of shitty to like look up from your wedding and see your mom working, working, working. Yeah, essentially. I was trying to come up with another word there, but that's it. To see your mom working on your wedding night kind of sucks. So if you can avoid it by hiring some professional help, I suggest doing that. Regret number nine, I regret making lunch plans the next day. So uh, my husband and I decided the day after our wedding, we were going to have lunch. We wanted to take our parents out to lunch, uh, which also included his aunt and my siblings. So I think there was nine, like 11 of us or something like that. Um, we decided we wanted to take everyone out for lunch to say, you know, thank you so much for helping with the wedding. And also to see uh, my dad and stepmom and siblings before they flew back to uh, the other side of the country where they lived and they were flying out that night. So we didn't have a ton of time, um, but we were just so exhausted because we had to, you know, we obviously went to bed pretty late just from the wedding stress of it all exhausting day. We woke up, we had breakfast, we had to check out of the hotel, pack up all our stuff. We had to go over to the condo where we had held the wedding, pack up all our stuff from there, then bring all of that home, drop it off, drop off our dog, get her settled and then go to lunch. <laughs> um, and then after lunch, we spent the rest of the day with my dad and stepmom and siblings, you know, just hanging out with them before their flight. And then we had dinner with some other friends who had flown in for the wedding. So it was a very exhausting day. <laughs> uh, I think we had like an hour between um, when we left my dad and when we saw our friends for dinner. And we just both like passed out on the couch and were just so exhausted, like couldn't even talk to each other. My feet were still in so much pain from the day before, even though I wore flats, um, but they were like crappy Amazon flats with no support. Um, it was just exhausting. So my advice would be to give yourself the next day completely off. If you can, of course, it's a privilege to be able to take time off work. And of course, you know, if you want to hang out with people who have traveled in to see you, and that was really the impetus for us having lunch plans and dinner plans that day 
day was to spend time with people who had traveled to see us. And um, if the option was, you know, have a exhausting day or don't see them, I would pick exhausting day. But if you don't have those constraints and you are able to just take the day off after your wedding, like completely off, no plans, just relaxing. Um, I highly suggest it. I think it would have been very nice to just <laughs> lie on the couch all day long and like watch Netflix with my husband. That sounds like the perfect way to start our marriage. <laughs> regret number 10 is I regret not having a better rain plan. So I live in a part of the country that is very rainy. Um, so a rain plan is necessary. However, I wish I had made a better one. So our original plan was to have our ceremony on my aunt's private rooftop of her of her condo. And then after the ceremony, we'd come downstairs to the rest of her house and use that for the reception. Um, as we were nearing the wedding, as I talked about in some past episodes, the weather was not looking great. It looked like it was going to rain. So we started thinking about alternatives. And the first easy one was just, okay, instead of using the rooftop, we'll just do everything indoors. Um, we thought that'd be a good idea. It ended up being like, it was going to be such a hassle because we would have had to move furniture, like set up chairs for the ceremony, put them away. And then at the same time, as we were getting married, we were going to have our server setting up um, everything for the reception. So it was going to be kind of difficult to do both things in the same space. Um, we also thought about renting the party room of the condo and doing things there. But again, it was going to be uh, so much work to like move stuff there and have to get it out and this whole thing. Um, so we ended up using another condo in the same building. Um, friends of my mom's had a condo that happened to be empty at the time. So we set up everything there for the ceremony. And the plan was to have the ceremony there and then still go back to my aunt's condo for the reception where things where it was always going to be. Um, but we were kind of holding out hope, okay, if it doesn't rain, we'll move it back to the rooftop, we'll go back to the original plan. Um, so I hope you're with me. This is like, <laughs> rooftop was plan A, um, and then this other condo is probably like plan like D at this point. Um, so we kept thinking, okay, we'll go back to the rooftop if it doesn't rain. And the hard part was knowing when to make that call. So the day before it looked like it was going to rain. So we set everything up in this indoor condo, the other condo. Um, but then on the actual day, you know, it, it was looking a little bit better. It kept, you know, we got better and better and better. We were checking our, our phones every 10 minutes looking for a better weather report. And then finally, you know, about an hour before the ceremony, I was telling my mom, like, yeah, it looks, it looks good. I think we got to go rooftop. Um, and even when we showed up for the ceremony, um, we were saying, okay, I think we do it. I think we moved to the rooftop, but we hadn't actually thought through the logistics of like, okay, but how do we do that? So now we have to move, you know, 21 chairs. We have to move the decor. We have to, we had a musician, we had an officiant, we had a photographer, we had the paperwork, we had flowers, all these things. Like we have to move all of that up to a rooftop, which is like, it's not just as simple as going into the elevator. There's stairs, we have to set it up. Um, and even just the act of moving 20 chairs when you're in a wedding dress is like, it's a lot of work. So it would have taken a while. And luckily my mom talked me down. Um, and we decided to keep the ceremony indoors in this other condo. And then we went up to the rooftop to do our first dance, our parent dance and group photos. And then we still had the reception um, at my aunt's condo, but the rooftop was open. So people like headed up there to take photos and have a drink and that sort of thing. So it ended up working out great in the end. Um, but it was just stressful. Like, you know, leading up to the day, checking the weather all the time. And it was kind of messy, the transition of getting people from one space to the other, you know, we didn't really have a concrete plan. So my advice would just be, 
um, have a concrete rain plan. So even if it's just like, oh yeah, yeah, we're just going to put up a tent. Okay. When do you have to order the tent? Who's putting up the tent? How much time does it take? Do you have to move things around? Um, who needs to be there when the tent arrives? That sort of thing. Like have all of the concrete steps for your rain plan. Don't just let it be an idea. And most importantly, decide when you're going to make a call. Cause we just kept postponing, postponing, postponing saying, yeah, yeah, we'll decide, we'll decide, we'll decide until it was literally like 15 minutes to ceremony time. And we still hadn't really made a decision. So have a firm time of like, okay, by noon, the day before we are making a call one way or the other. Um, and odds are, if you are, you know, if it's looking that bad, you might be making the rain plan call. Um, and if you have to, we did, it is totally fine. It'll be okay. <laughs> regret number 11. All right, we're almost there. Regret number 11 is I regret not keeping our photographer for longer. So I wish we had had more time with our photographer. So originally when we first set out uh, with this wedding, we thought we'd only need like an hour or two of photography. We said we need ceremony photos and we need like a few photos of us. And then we need a few photos with our guests. Um, by the time we ended up booking this new photographer, uh, which I shared about in a past episode where we had to book a new photographer with like 27 days to go before our wedding, um, we decided three hours would be perfect. So that would give us time to do like an hour of portraits, um, about an hour of the ceremony and some group shots, and then an hour at the reception. And then in the booking process, she actually gave us an extra hour because she thought it was really cool that we were getting ready together. And she wanted to get photos of that for her portfolio. Plus, she showed up early, even earlier than that hour. Um, and she stayed late. So we probably ended up having like four and a half hours altogether. And even though that's way more than we originally thought we wanted, I still wish we had had more photos and more time with her. So it would have been so nice to get more candid shots of our reception. And I'm saying that having not actually seen any of these photos yet, as we've only gotten a preview so far. So I haven't seen any of the reception shots. Um, but just I think because we were running late, and there were things like, you know, the speech and the dances and group shots and things like that, we didn't get that many reception shots and the photographer had to eat. Um, so I think she took a few, but I don't think we got too many. And it would have been so nice to get more candid shots of our friends and family um, it would have been nice to get photos of the speeches when our guests were giving speeches later in the night, um, photos of like all the dessert laid out really beautifully, uh, photos of Ellie, our dog running around, even just like, you know, groups of people, not necessarily candidates, but just groups of people at the reception, you know, turn and smile, look at the camera. Um, we ended up playing like a drinking game towards the end. I think that would have been really hilarious to get on, get on film, not necessarily film, but dead digital, get on digital. <laughs> Um, I also would have liked a little bit more time in our portrait session to do more natural poses. And I don't know if this is an issue of not having enough time or maybe just not um, fully like vibing with the style that our photographer um, had, I guess. So I loved our photographer. I thought she was really, really nice, really funny. It made us feel very comfortable. But some of the poses she was putting us in were just like very... Um, very prescribed and very much like, okay, lift your hand. Yep. And okay, place it here and then lean this way and turn that way and put your head here. And it just felt very like stiff. Um, and even in the preview shots that we've gotten so far, we can tell the shots that are like, oh, I wasn't comfortable with that. Like you can see it on my face. Um, 
for example, she kept telling my husband to like nuzzle me. And like, that's just not something we do. And it, it looks like he's just like hiding his head. Like it doesn't look comfortable. Um, there's a few where she had me play with my dress that like don't really look comfortable. And my favorite shots and, and my husband's favorite shots that we've seen so far in the preview were like the most natural ones when we just are laughing at each other or smiling at each other or something like that. The dog's doing something funny. So I think maybe that might just be an issue of like our styles not really driving. Um, but if we had had more time, uh, I think we could have, um, you know, spent more time on those more natural poses, like things that just felt comfortable for the two of us and maybe maybe spoke up a bit more and like shared that with our photographer that that's what we wanted. Obviously, we've never taken uh, wedding photos together before or at all. So uh, we didn't really know what to do or what was, you know, what you're supposed to do or how much time you have or things like that. So I think that would have been um, a better situation. If we had more time, we could have sort of spoke up and, and got more of these other shots. I also would have liked we uh, got married next to, um, well, I guess next to the ocean. It was like a, a creek that leads into the ocean, um, but a really cool marina with water. And we didn't actually get any shots down by the water. I think that would have been really nice. Um, we just, we didn't have the time. So having our photographer for longer would have meant, you know, more photos of, our guests at the reception, more candid shots, more photos that felt natural to us, like more natural posing, and also more locations, like some shots down by the water. So my advice for you is hire your photographer for longer. <laughs> Even if you are not into photos, um, you won't regret it. You're going to get so many cool shots and really awesome memories, things you didn't even know were happening, um, really cool moments that you don't remember or that you didn't pick up on highly recommend it if you can afford it to add an extra hour or whatever. And I think adding it where you um, feel like the most important time is going to be. So knowing what kind of shots and what kind of settings are important to you um, and not being afraid to speak up about it. Like I wish, I wish I had been a little bit more assertive with our photographer ahead of time or even on the day and just been like, Hey, actually that pose is super uncomfortable for us. Like we don't love that. And I understand like you are the artist and you know, this is your portfolio too, but it's, it's my wedding. It's my one wedding. And I don't want to waste time taking photos that I am not comfortable with. And I know I'm never going to print or enjoy. Um, I wish I had done that. I wish I had stood up a little bit more and just been like, Oh, can we not do that? Can we do something else? Um, so yeah, hire your photographer for longer if you can afford it and know what kind of shots or what settings or poses are most important to you. And don't be afraid to speak up about it. My last regret, whew, almost there. Regret number 12 is I regret not sticking together more during the reception. So that being me and my husband. Um, I loved that we had spent our whole day together. Like I said, we woke up together. We had breakfast together. We had lunch together. We got ready together. We walked into the ceremony together. There was really no time that we were apart. And I know so many couples spend their whole wedding day apart. And that's just like blows my mind. I don't understand. <laughs> I can't imagine spending my wedding day with anyone but my husband. So I'm so glad we did that. Um, but it did feel during the reception, like we kind of parted ways. And it was just kind of funny, like to go from, you know, sharing our incredibly intimate vows with one another, dancing together, being in all these photos side by side, and then to be like, oh, where'd he go? Like, oh, he's off there. He's, you know, he's talking to someone over there. And especially because I was feeling so exhausted, I think I felt a little bit um, distant almost from people at the reception because I was so tired and I was sort of going back into my introverted shell. Um, you know, that drinking game I talked about, it kind of started up and I wasn't really part of that. And I think a, a small part of me did feel like a little bit excluded. And I wished I had just talked to my partner about this beforehand, like just told them like, hey, I really want to make sure we spend time together at the reception and not necessarily time away from everyone else, but just together. So like, um, you know, when you're 
having a conversation or something like, can you come and grab me? Like, can you check in with me? Can we hold hands or, you know, something like that. And to his credit, anytime he noticed, he was so, um, there for me, so supportive. Like he, you know, invited me into the game right away. And anytime I walked up to him during a conversation, he'd pull me in. Um, at one point I said, Oh, I'm going to go walk the dog. Cause she was looking a little anxious and he's like, Oh, I'll come with you. And he like, you know, came, stood up and walked out with me right away. Um, so I, I love, you know, he was, he was there for me. I just wish we had talked about it beforehand. So if this is something that you think might come up for you, um, I definitely recommend talking with your partner before the wedding day, have a plan for how you're going to spend time together. I actually did a whole episode on like 12 different ways or some number, sorry, I don't remember the number, but some (laughs) number of ways um, that you can spend time with your partner on the wedding day. So definitely carve out those little moments for the two of you and, and have that conversation ahead of time, because at the end of the day, you do want to spend your wedding day with your brand new spouse. Okay. Those are all of my regrets. I hope this was helpful. Um, I hope you can learn from my mistakes, uh, take my advice and ensure that you don't have any of these regrets. But of course, you are going to have your own regrets. You're going to make your own mistakes because we know no wedding is perfect. But overall, like I said, you know, I would not go back in time. I wouldn't really want to do anything differently because I did love our day. um, And I love my husband. And (laughs) I love that we are married. So I don't have any real regrets. I just have, you know, these 12 kind of like, oh, regrets, if that, if that makes any sense. And I hope that's how you feel at the end of your wedding day too. So happy planning. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. I really appreciate it. And I hope you found the episode helpful. If you really want to make my day, you can leave me a rating and a review, follow along so you don't miss the next episode and tell a friend about the show. Remember, you shouldn't be spending your wedding day managing other people's feelings. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.